The following program is sponsored by Channel Mom Media. The show made for moms and families. It's Channel Mom. My name is Jenny, and I'm a mom, but I once lived a more glamorous life as a TV reporter. I was on the nightly news interviewing pop stars and politicians. So when I left TV to become a full-time mother, I quickly found out what we moms are up against. Our world glorifies the rich and famous. For what? I say let's honor the moms who are raising this world's next generation. It's Channel Mom Radio with Jenny Dean Schmidt. We're here for you. Oh, hey, you guys. Welcome to the show. To all moms and everybody else who tunes in as well, I am Jenny, and this is Channel Mom, where we encourage moms. We just focus on your incredible value as a mother in this world. Got a question for you. Do you have a painful experience or a past hurt or a chronic health struggle or a haunting fear that you just would like to finally overcome? Maybe you'd just like to get over the last year. We have got some help for you today. It is part two of our interview with New York Times best-selling author and world-renowned health expert, Tana Amen. Uh, she's going to share her unbelievable story of family dysfunction, abuse, sickness, addiction, an eating disorder, a failed marriage, single motherhood, all covered in her new book, The Relentless Courage of a Scared Child. I know she's going to help you. I know, know, know it. She's got uh, five practices to help you overcome anxiety and depression and more. That's all coming up on Channel Mom, so stick around. We'll be back in a minute. tell you about a company I've personally trusted with work in my home. When another company told us we had to get a new furnace, we called Premier Mechanical and they fixed our old furnace for much less than the cost of a new one. Premier is a licensed, insured air conditioning and heating service provider for the greater Denver area. They service, repair and replace ACs, furnaces, boilers, swamp coolers and more. They use upfront pricing so you know what it's going to cost before they begin. Read their reviews by googling Premier Mechanical Denver or visit their website at claimyourcomfort.com Moms are a big deal, but sometimes the world forgets. That's why Channel Mom Media and Outreach is here. We exist to love, coach, and encourage every mom. Whether she's struggling with parenting, single motherhood, homelessness, or locked in prison. On radio and social media, Channel Mom works to remind each mom of her importance and give her the latest and best advice. We also reach out to moms with our hands and feet, helping homeless and incarcerated moms, as well as moms in the country and mothers in the city. You can join our work by praying for us, volunteering, or giving at ChannelMom.com. It's Channel Mom Radio with Jenny Dean Schmidt. We're here for you. All right, welcome back. I hope you tuned in for a reason today. That's always my prayer, that you just maybe bumped into us on the dial. Now in cities all over uh, America, honestly. We just uh, had a little email from one of uh, our first email from a listener in Texas. So that was fun. So I want to welcome you in Texas, Omaha and Lincoln, Little Rock, Kansas, Colorado Springs, and right here in Denver, also in Idaho. So grateful to be on the air in those places. And I hope that we're a blessing to you and your family. You know, I'm doing this thing called a mom shout out. And so far, I don't, I've got a lot of shy moms. I just want to be able to bless a mom who's got a business who wants a, a little publicity on the radio. So nominate somebody or nominate yourself just a couple of sentences about your business and why you want me to talk about you on the air. And I'll do it on one of the shows. It's my mom business shout out. So just email me at channel mom at gmail, channel mom at gmail. 
channelmom at gmail.com. Don't be shy. We can talk about your business and maybe get you uh, some new clients. All right. I, uh, she was on the air with me last week. And first of all, she got cut off once because something happened with the phones. And she was so compelling and had such an incredible story and so much rich information as a mom, as a wife, and as a woman. I thought, I have to have her back. So at the end of the show, I said, can you just come back? <laughs> I happened to have an opening this week, so that was fortuitous. And she said yes, because she's just like that. And so we're so glad to have Tana Amon back. Uh, you, my goodness. She's a mother. She's an author. She's married to a rock star of a psychiatrist. She's a three-time cancer survivor. Uh, she uh, also is a renowned health expert. And her brand new book is called The Relentless Courage of a Scared Child, How Persistence, Grit, and Faith Created a Reluctant Healer. And she's got some healing to share with you today. Five daily practices to combat anxiety and depression in your life. We may also touch on her four habits to help you stay mentally and physically strong. And I'd like her to talk a little bit about her Omni diet because I think that could be helpful to you as well. So welcome, Tana, to Channel Mom. Oh, thank you so much, Jenny. So yeah. nice to be back. Yes, we're glad to have you back. All right, so I feel like for the listener that hadn't heard you the last time, that we kind of need to review your stuff. So I'm, I'm going to kind of give you four or five minutes to, to touch on the low points, high points, however, whatever you want to call them. I mean, your your story is unbelievable. I mean, this book is a good read just because it's it's you just it's <laughs> I, I, it's like a modern tragedy that turned out well. I just you can't believe it. Um, so I, I would love for you to tell women because here's the point I want every mom who's listening today to have a touch point with you and say okay well I didn't go through that but I went through that Um, because I know you every single woman has gone through at least one of the crises and tragedies that you went through so so tell moms kind of your background well it's funny that you said that one thing I just want to touch on I actually considered not writing this book because I thought what's so special about my story hasn't everyone had a crazy life like this and so many people who have been through trauma are thinking that right now like why is my story special and, and the truth is, your story is special. But my story was, um, I used to call it garden variety dysfunctional. Yeah. Um, but it's, you know, I, I thought of it as like Jerry Springer material. But I, <laughs> I realized so many people have that. But I had a mother who was a 16-year-old runaway, and she dropped out of high school. She never finished high school. Um, so when she had me, it meant she didn't have a lot of job opportunities. She worked really hard. She was great at working hard. She had a ton of grit. But she was never home, and that left me open to a lot of, um, a lot of opportunity for trouble. So at, you know, at two years old, I almost drowned. And one of my memories, my early memories was at four, year old, four years old, my uncle was murdered in a drug deal that went wrong. And my other uncle, who was a heroin addict, lived with us and created lots of chaos. And uh, that was its own trauma. Yeah, and you have, you, I just want to say, you have, uh, sorry to interrupt your litany of things, but you have just this horrible description as a little girl who, who has to walk by this bedroom with heroin addicts lying around and needles and all of it. I, I Believe it or not, in college, I lived next door in my dorm to a, a woman who was a heroin addict, and I know how dark, yeah. how dark that it's is. terrifying. Yeah. Yeah, it's terrifying. My uncle, who is now alive and who actually became one of my mentors, it's a great full circle moment in the book. Um, he's a great person now. But he actually says the one thing he's most proud of during those dark days is that he he gave me shock therapy uh, <laughs> against drugs yeah. because I was so scared of him and his friends. Yeah. So, um, so then, then there, was, you know, there was sexual abuse. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there was sexual abuse. And so many women go through that. Um, and so I talk a lot about that. And I think just as trying to in an attempt to regain some control over my life, um, I ended up 
developing an eating disorder because everything just felt so out of control. Yeah. In my adolescence, I developed an eating disorder. And then in my 20s, I got cancer. <laughs> so yeah. Um, yeah. right but, when I thought I was you know, getting my life back on track, it just sort of all fell apart again. Right. And, and, and you also had a failed marriage, which I read about this morning because I hadn't quite finished the book. Um, and and right. here's the other thing. Here's what I love about you. Uh, you are a God girl. You, you, you are a Christian and, and you're quick to say at the beginning of the book, this is not a religious book, but you certainly, your faith comes into play and, and you just can't hide it. But you're also really honest about your very unchristian life and, and that you were wild right. and that you partied. And at one point you were using way too much Prozac. Well, it wasn't your fault. Your brain reacted wrong to it. Um, right. You were with multiple men and you were considered, considering being a playboy centerfold, not just considering like you you were in the running and you went and you auditioned and they I picked was you. Yeah, right. they picked you. Yeah. So you you had a crazy and, and, and difficult and, and um, challenging background and, and, and like just almost unbelievable as you read it. So so what do you hope that moms are hearing today when they hear about all your stuff? Yeah, so you touched on something. I didn't want to make this a religious book. I actually was not going to go with a Christian publisher because the one thing I promised myself if I wrote a memoir was that I was going to be as honest as possible. Because for people out there who are struggling, um, if they read something that's sugar-coated, the problem with that is they think, well, their problems and their life was still not as bad as mine. They still don't understand. Yeah. So I wanted to be as honest as possible. And sadly, you know, um, I think we're getting better. But a lot of the Christian community still still wants to sweep that under the rug. We don't want to talk about that stuff, the ugly stuff that happened before we turned our lives around. Mm -hmm. But guess what it did? One of my mentors, one of my favorite Bible characters is King David. Because I'm like, if King David can do it, (laughs) I'm not that bad. Yeah, right. So I can do it. Right. you know, he lived a crazy life. I lived a crazy life. And I I didn't know how, you know, my, my relationship with God was so strained at one point because of my relationship with my dad, who was a Baptist minister. And my dad didn't live a godly life, even though he was, quote unquote, a minister. Yeah, and tell people so a little bit. It took me a long time to unwind that. Tell people a little bit about that, because I think there are a ton of people out there who had a, a dysfunctional relationship with somebody who claimed to represent God, and it kind of wrecked it for him. So, so tell people a little bit about what your dad was like. So my dad, who basically abandoned me as a child, he was gone when I was two months old, started doing drugs with my uncle, who was a heroin addict. Um, never really worked, didn't pay child support, disappeared, then showed up one day with a new wife and was a Baptist minister. Yeah. Now, I didn't really understand what all that meant, but all of a sudden he wants to be a part of my life for one or two weeks a year. Um, but he wants to be a part of my life for one or two weeks a year. And I, he starts talking to me about this Savior in white robes, and I'm like, why do I want to hear about you telling me about this Savior when you can't even show up and be a part of my life? Yeah. That was really hard for me to wrap my brain around as a child. Well, and so just, I'm like, I don't, I don't really need to hear about a Savior. I just want my dad to show up. And you had a so, ton of man issues. If people could see you through the radio, you're beautiful. And, and so you had man issues, not only with your dad. You had, you had daddy issues on steroids. <laughs> and Yes. And your mom yeah. had boyfriends, one of whom sexually abused you. Uh, you, right. you had a, a, a kind of an, <laughs> a difficult and crude stepfather. You, uh, yeah. were, there was an attempted rape in your life. 
You had really um, twisted relationships with some men. You had a failed marriage. So you had, like, I, I just want people to get this picture before you give your advice about how you overcame all this and how you overcame anxiety and depression and, and eating disorder and all of it, that, man, you were dealing with so much, plus cancer three times. So, so right. you know, right? I mean, didn't you have just huge issues always going on in the back of your mind um, that were not uh, stable and that, that had a twisted view of oh, the world? Yeah, yeah. So talk yeah. a little bit about very where you came from. So, you know, in regards to this God issue, it took me many years to finally figure out, you know, my dad's not God. And somehow that simple revelation really helped me. And I realized I've been, I've been expecting my dad, his behavior, my, my relationship with God was somehow dependent on my dad's behavior. And that's just silly. I mean, I consider myself a somewhat intelligent person. And as I really began to understand, I'm like, you know, I'm not going to lose my soul and my salvation for another man's mistake. My dad is not God. He's just a flawed human. But if you backtrack a little before I came to that revelation, I had lost all faith in men. Um, And and I know know so many women who go through these struggles. I lost all faith in men because of my own experiences, because of the sexual trauma, because of being overdeveloped, because of the games, quote-unquote games I perceived men playing. And, and I and they did at times. But the problem is, you know, I don't want to sound like a victim because the truth is in order to, to do what I thought was taking control of my life, I decided I needed to be better at their games than they were. Mm-hmm. And I was. Mm-hmm. And so that was that was a problem. I mean, that really affected, you know, my relationships and intimacy for many years. It was really hard. You can't be close to people and connected to people when you see it as all a game and you need to win. Well, and you were tapping into the power thing. And I've definitely had girlfriends back in college who talked about how they love to have power over men. Well, that's perverse, too. And that's not leaning into God. Right. Exactly. But no, but, I became the thing I hated. Yeah. Right. Right. I love how real you are, Tana. And you and I could talk for five hours. Um, if I were <laughs> if I were down the beach from you, you and I would go on long <laughs> beach walks. Um, I, I want you to get to these things because I'm sure moms who have any kind of struggle, uh, any one of the things you listed are, are waiting on the edge of their seats for like, how did she get over this stuff? How did she change her brain? So, so can you talk to moms a little bit about these five daily practices to combat anxiety and depression and trauma and all the stuff that you were, you know, we went through? Yeah, we, t- we started touching on that last week, but I want to just recap on one thing. The daily practices are really to manage your anxiety right now. And okay. I want to, I wanna, because we're in such a critical time. But for anybody who's really struggling with this stuff, if you're still in the middle of this, if you're in the thick of it, please reach out for help. The thing that helped me the most, um, besides after getting my life really back on track with God, I mean, that was the number one thing. Um, I reached out to some friends who became great mentors, but I got help and I got, I went through a form of therapy called EMDR and it's specific to trauma and it's just so beneficial and so helpful to you. There are a lot of Christian therapists that practice it. And so that's just my, my two cents on that. Yeah. Your husband connected you with that and it's EMDR, right? I just want somebody who wants to write that down. EMDR. Yeah. I'm movement desensitization reprocessing. Uh huh. Okay. And so it's really helpful for trauma, but your daily habits really matter also, but you really do want to get help first yes. um, if you're going through, you know, if you're trying to recover from trauma. So those daily habits we touched on last week, one of them was killing the ants. We do this in our house every day with the kids. When you've got teenagers in the house during, you know, pandemic, it's not that easy. Um, <laughs> I'm so there. I'm killing there. Killing the automatic. Yeah, it's crazy. Um, any kids, really. 
Um, so killing the automatic negative thoughts. You got to get really good at talking back to your thoughts because your thoughts lie. They lie a lot. Yeah. So remember when you were a teenager and talk back to your thoughts just like you did to your parents. Yes. Because your, your thoughts are, you need to challenge them. Crack those negative thoughts. Yeah, the that's so good. The second one we talked about last week, yeah, and we touched on last week was positivity bias training. And that is really, it sounds complicated. It's, it's very simple. It's waking up in the morning and asking, how was today going to be a great day? And when you do that simple thing, it forces your brain to start looking for the way that the day is going to be great because your brain doesn't have a choice but to do what you tell it. And then at the end of the day, you just say what went well today and list three things that went well. Because when you do that, our brains are hardwired to look for what's negative, to look for the threat so it keeps us safe. But you can train your brain to start to look for the things that make you happy, that settle you down. And that's a very simple way to do it. Yeah. The third one is something called Remember TLC. It's temporary, local, and controllable. Now, that sounds a little crazy because we're in the middle of a global pandemic. Yeah. It's not, it's not local. Yeah. But chunk it down. Just chunk the problem down to where it's controllable for you. Yeah. So, yes, we're in a global pandemic, but within my home, do you see what I'm, see what I'm doing there? Yes, yes. Chunk it down to where it's within your grasp. Mm-hmm. In my home, in my family, X, Y, and Z is good or it's safe or I have control. Yeah. So chunk it down to something that you have control over so that you don't feel like it's so big you can't, you know, it just creates this massive amount of anxiety. Yeah. So it's temporary. This isn't going to last forever. Nothing ever does. One way or the other, this is going to end. It's local. So you're chunking it down to where you can, it's not global. And then, um, so it's temporary, it's local, and it's controllable. So what about this can you control? Focus on the things you can control, not on what you can't control. Okay, so that's one, two, three. And I just want to remind folks, we were talking to Tana Amen, who's just incredible. And she's written a brand new book called The Relentless Courage of a Scared Child, How Persistence, Grit, and Faith Created a Reluctant Healer. So, and and by healer, it means that you come up with these these tips and and this way of eating and just a way of functioning in life that can literally bring healing to, to your body, to your life, to your mind, correct? Is that why you call yourself a healer? Well, I'm a nurse, for one thing. Yes, For another thing, I had disconnected from all my family, and when I felt God pulling me back in and I didn't want to do it, there's the reluctance. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, Yeah. amen. Okay, so so points four and five about getting over on a daily basis, getting past anxiety and depression. So the fourth one should seem obvious to most of us, but so many people don't make time, and it's prayer and meditation. Yeah. So I think of, and you just do it for a minimum of five minutes. If you don't have a ton of time, you know, don't make it more complicated than it needs to be. Five mm-hmm. minutes. Mm-hmm. I think of meditation as listening to God and prayer as talking to God. Correct. So just clear your mind and then talk to God. Give your problems to God and then you just get them out of your head. Mm-hmm. And it's just, we have actually done studies at Amen Clinics on people who pray and meditate. Their brains are different. Oh, they actually activate amen, yeah. the thoughtful portion of their brains. Yeah, yeah. I almost said amen it's there, really but, I, I, but, I, but yeah. I'm afraid I'll get it mixed up with your last name. But yeah, amen. That it's so true. I, I mean, God is real, and 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 reaching He's out real. to Him makes a difference in our lives. So I I, I, yeah. I don't doubt that for a second that it changes our brain. Um, okay. No, so what we've seen is that it settles down the emotional part of the brain and it activates the thoughtful. Yeah. Part of the brain. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. So what's point number five to, to, uh, get past off, shut off the news. (laughs) Yeah. So stay informed, but don't sit there and listening to the fear mongering Yeah. because that these news stations understand 
that that is how we are hardwired. They understand it's how they get their sponsors. They need to keep you hooked through the commercial so you don't flip the station. Yeah. So they come up with these hooking, you know, lines and messages that frighten you and yeah. keep you hooked so you'll listen. And then they come back on and you're like, wait, that didn't even that message didn't even have anything to do with what they said they were going to talk about, right? But it happens all the time and they keep you scared. Yeah, absolutely. So if I t- you understand that's how they work, shut yeah. it off. Turn yeah. on a more empowering message like this one. I Yes, like this. Just turn to Channel Mom and it'll be much more positive. <laughs> um, I, I told you, I used to be in TV news and I and I was, you know, had marching orders to scare people um, when I was right. doing a, the, the promo for my upcoming news story. All right. So I want to get to, because you are a health expert and you are a nurse, and I didn't note that in the beginning of, of your intro, and you're a mama of what, three? I know you've got a couple of uh, new kids in the house. Um, um, how, yes, how you got, my daughter and my two nieces. Yes, yes. And so you've got all kinds of credentials, but you, you also have this thing called the Omni Diet, and you talk about four habits to help you heal physically and mentally. And I'm, I'm kind of curious how, how the way you eat, the way you exercise, the way you use those thought processes you were just telling us about, killing the ants and all the other stuff, how that plays into um, something that uh, moms can grab onto to be healthy physically and mentally. What, what, what are some of your top recommendations especially when it comes to how you eat. So nutrition is really important, especially right now. And everyone, you know, I keep hearing these messages like diet doesn't really matter. Oh, it absolutely does. Yeah. Because diet really matters because when you eat poorly, you increase inflammation in your body, which directly impacts your immunity. You want to boost your immunity? Eat an anti-inflammatory diet. That's what the Omni Diet is. Yeah. So it's an anti-inflammatory program that helps to decrease inflammation, which boosts immunity. So you want to be really focused on that right now. But when you're talking about these four habits, we um, at Amon Clinics, we treat people according to four circles. Biological, that would be your exercise and your food. So exercise matters as well, especially right now when everyone is so depressed because it increases those endorphins and serotonin and dopamine, all those feel-good things in your body that that we are turning to antidepressants for, but we can be doing it naturally, more naturally. Yeah. So. That's your biological circle. That's the diet and the exercise and what's going on in my body. Do I, is my vitamin D optimized? All of those things. Yeah. Your psychological circle is what we just talked about. Those were the tips I just gave you. All of that was the psychological circle. Kill the ants. Manage your thoughts. Don't let them manage you. Yeah. yeah. Then there is the social circle because people matter. Who you hang out with matters a lot. So if you are a recovering alcoholic and you go hang out in a bar, how successful do you think you're going to be? <laughs> because people are contagious. Yeah. Yeah. That's why it's been so hard for those of us who are not used to going to church and we can't go to church right now. Yeah. That's why it's so difficult because our community matters. Well, and I want to say this too, so, if you don't mind, because uh, I'm a lifelong exerciser, but I think sometimes people who, who just deal, deal with lethargy and, and not feeling great and, and um, feeling tired all the time think there's no way I can exercise. You can go on a 10 minute walk. I do 10 minute YouTube exercise videos some, some mornings, but I don't have time oh, to do yeah. anything else. Uh, but let me say one My last thing. Is doing laps right now in yeah. the hallway. Yeah. Right, right. exactly. Exactly. He's doing laps over down the hall. <laughs> 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 that's such a cute Everyone image. In the house and that's a cute image. All right, so I want to la- I want to land and and uh, on one last thing. How, can moms pass on these habits, like killing the ants and speaking back to your thoughts and and having a positive outlook, you know, the way that you put it. Can can we pass these things on to our kids, these habits, even kids that are like 4? Um your kids don't do what you say. They do what you do. Right. So I think most of us know that intuitively, but yet we're still telling our kids to do things. If you're not doing it yourself, if you are not leading by example, 
your kids are not going to follow you. Yeah. Yeah. So, so, but, so we can talk out loud about these things that we're doing while we're doing them, because I, I, I even think about my older kids. I have an 18 year old and a 22 year old. And I think, man, I want to pass some of these principles onto them for their adult lives. Um, so, and I, right. my guess is kill the ants would work very well with a five-year-old. They would love that idea. Um, so, so I, I love that you, that's what you do. All right. So how do people find you because you're marvelous and your book? So you can find me at at Tana Amen on Instagram, or you can go to TanaAmen.com. And the book is everywhere. It's on Amazon. Um, you can go to RelentlessCourage.com, but you can also find it on Amazon. Okay. You're a blast. Maybe we can meet one day. Thanks oh, for being so fun. Yeah. Thanks for being on Channel Mom. Tana Amen. She's got a, this wonderful book out, The Relentless Courage of a Scared Child. So go check it out. Thanks so much for being on Channel Mom. God bless you and your girls and your husband and your family and your ministry. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Jenny. Okay. All right. Bye-bye. You too. All right, just a reminder that we have always that we can help you or get you involved in Channel Mom. We'd love to have you volunteer. We'd love to have you pray for us. If you feel led, you could give a little bit of money so we can keep all this stuff on the air and keep going on the ground, even like 15 bucks a month. You can find out how to give at ChannelMom.com. You can also find out how to volunteer there at ChannelMom.com and about our ministries if you want to refer somebody else to them. And, and just keep listening and tell other moms about the fact that we're on the air and we want to encourage moms wherever we go. And this is my final encouragement. You know I do this. I love to thank you for all that you do. So just let, hear me. If nobody else has thanked you today or this week or this month, I, I am. Because I know how hard it is sometimes to be a mama, that you sacrifice so much, that you're so dedicated, that you love so big. So thank you for all that you're doing to raise your babies well. The world will thank you one day for it because a dedicated mom uh, can you know, develop a wonderful human being that can help the world someday. So thank you for that. Be sure to follow us and check us out online and on social media at Channel Mom. Yeah, you guys are amazing. Thanks for tuning in. God bless. Enjoy what you hear on Channel Mom Radio. And if you believe the media should be doing more to support moms and encourage families, then why don't you come alongside the efforts of Channel Mom? We'd like to offer you our partner package today. We'll send you a Channel Mom's Best Tips for Moms, as well as a beautiful bling t-shirt when you sign up to be a partnering monthly donor at ChannelMom.com. We live in a world that demeans the importance of moms and belittles the value of family. Research shows the family is breaking down in America. But Channel Mom aims to stop the family breakdown, starting with the moms. We depend on our donors to help us, to put this show on the air, and to do outreach for mothers on the ground, supporting them in their parenting, marriages, addiction issues, and more. So become a Channel Mom partner today and be a part of the change you want to see for mothers and families. Just go to ChannelMom.com and click on Give to CM and you'll see our donate button there. From the moms at Channel Mom, thank you. And may God bless each mom and her family.